What's up, Braves Nation? This is the Ethos Braves Podcast. I'm your host, John McKay, and with me today is Jeremy Bell. Jeremy, how's it going? It's going, John. I apologize for not being on the last few times. It's uh, been a little busy, but uh, you know what? Uh, Braves still playing good, and uh, it's, it's all good. Well, to be honest, they come... And they come out a little sketchy out of the play of the All Star break, but I think they rebounded this weekend with a a good series yeah. win over the first place Brewers. Yeah, you know, I I always worry. You know, it's always one of those where if you're playing well going into the All Star break, you don't ever want to stop. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. because you do get that long period of time uh, there, and, and and you do get a break. Uh, and for, you know, many of the players, it might be a nice break. Uh, but if you're not playing so well, you're more or less thinking, okay, we get a break, we're going to come out, we're going to play better. So, yeah, I was a little worried coming out. We did struggle. But, you know, we played some great teams of late. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, it seems like every team we roll around to uh, has been playing very well uh, of late. You know, you had the Brewers, you, you know, you got the Red Sox. Uh, you know, you played the White Sox, although they have not uh, on the schedule, at least um, have not played well, but they're still a very good baseball team. Uh, the Diamondbacks, uh, you know, they're uh, they're right there in that division. Uh, you know, the Rays, you know, so, you know, there's a lot of good teams that we've played. Cleveland, uh, a lot of good teams that we've played. So, um, you know, you, you can attribute it a little bit to that, I mean, the competition, but uh, they they got things going back again, and uh, you know this weekend with a, a nice another series win, and uh, so maybe uh, things are back on track. But you know the good thing is, even though the Braves haven't played very well, um, nobody's getting any closer in the division. Uh, the no, Marlins I'm haven't played up. well. Yeah, the Marlins have not played well. The Phillies have probably played uh, basically like the Braves had uh, at one point. Uh, you know, they they played pretty even in their last 10, about 5-5. Five and five. At one point, it was like 4-6. and six, And the Marlins were like 2-8 and eight in their last 10 games. So, you know, the good thing is the division, uh, we've lengthened uh, the amount of games that we're ahead, uh, especially right. with the Phillies losing uh, last night um, to the Orioles, who, who are uh, amongst the top uh, in their division. Uh, so it, it's gotten better instead of gotten worse. So, you know, you can lose those games. Uh, I can feel a little bit better about losing if the other team loses. And you're still, <laughs> exactly. holding, on to that, you're still holding on to that 11-and-a-half, 12-game lead. And that's impressive right there. I mean, 12-and-a-half, 12 games, 11-game lead at this point of the season. I mean. Well, and John, what it's allowed you to do is it's allowed you to um, – Mess with the pitching staff, I guess. You know what started out mm-hmm. was going to be the strongest part of the of the uh, team uh, was the pitching staff this year. When you think you were going to go with Max Fried, you were going to go with Kyle Wright, you were going to go with Spencer Strider, Charlie Morton, and then whoever in that fifth spot until they were waiting and you know for Michael Soroka to come back. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. and and at, at out of spring training, they were going to fill it with rookies. Dylan Dodd and, and Jared Schuster were going to be those guys that were going to fill that spot. And then Bryce Elder pitching the way he did, all of a sudden he jumped into that spot. You know, so it's allowed you at least to mess with that pitching staff enough that you can wait on Max Freed to come back. You don't have to rush him as much as you want. You know, he's going to get, and I suspect 
that at least in, in my in my little back of my mind that Max Fried's coming back maybe this weekend, maybe first of next week. I think he's got one more rehab start to go through, which they say I believe will get him hopefully up to that 85-90 pitch range. And I, so I suspect we'll be seeing Max Fried um, coming back. So, you know, you can mess with things like that and let them wait, which is good because you don't want to rush – somebody who's coming back from an injury like that, like Max is, or like Kyle Wright, you don't want to rush that. So, uh, you know, you know, now your rotation is Elder, Morton, and Strider, and then whoever you want to plug in after that. You know, Winans pitched this weekend. Um, you have, you know, Jared Schuster. You have Dylan Dodd. Uh, you have whoever else you need to fill in. A.J. Smith-Shawver, you know, so uh, you can at least kind of plug and play whatever you need. I um Max Fried's final or as we think the final uh rehab start will be on Wednesday for Gornet. So yeah. I'm looking at yeah. like you said, looking at first of next week, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday yeah. or Monday of next yeah, week. Yeah, and, and, and that's why um you know, they sent Soroka down. Uh and I and I believe the reason behind sending Soroka down was the fact that he um they've got days off coming up. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, so, you know, they're playing, they, they had a day off on Monday. Uh, so, um, you're going to roll around, uh, even though it pitched, it didn't pitch too badly. Uh, the last no. time he pitched, you're going to roll around. You got Monday off. You also got Thursday off. Uh, so, you know, those are two days there that he would probably end up missing a start. I know the, the Braves have not announced who's going to be pitching, uh, over the weekend against the Brewers. Um, so, uh, Elder, I think, will make his normal start, and I think that's Sunday, but they have not announced Friday and Saturday. So, you're going to get Morton Strider going Tuesday and Wednesday. Uh, if you were to look at, at a normal uh, rotation, you're going to have to find somebody, I think, to pitch Friday, but you're going to roll back around again to Morton and Strider and Elder uh, coming up uh, for the next series. So, yeah, I suspect that Max Freed's uh, potential next start would be against the, the Cubs uh, coming up. You know, you've got the Brewers this weekend, and then you go uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday against the Angels. Could be against the Angels. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Could be against the Angels. Uh, that mm-hmm. will be coming up. Uh, so then you get another day off on Thursday. So uh, my guess is the reason they said Soroka down is because they did not want him to miss a start. Uh, so he's going to be – pardon so that makes sense. Yeah, so he's going to be pitching at Gwinnett uh, just to make sure, just to keep that arm strength going, just to make sure everything's okay, just coming back from that injury, just to make sure. So my, my guess is somebody's coming up pitch. Uh, I hope we do not run a bullpen game because I think our bullpen's being taxed already, <laughs> and especially yeah. with the, the struggles uh, that, that we've had a little bit with the bullpen. Um my guess is they'll call somebody else up from, from Gwinnett uh, and they'll pitch on Friday night and then we'll roll back around to Max Freed and he'll uh, make his normal start, uh, which would be what, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, probably Tuesday maybe, Monday, Tuesday. And and I would and I would also guess that he would be some on some type of innings or some type of pitch restriction. So you're probably going to look at 75, 80 pitches. Uh, so, you know, um, but anyway, that, that's just my guess. 
I see um, Alan Winans. I, I think his debut was, was overdue, definitely overdue. And I, I, I'm looking for him to get another shot. What do you yeah, think? Yeah, I, I thought it was – I didn't think it was too bad, actually. Um, and I think we got to – we got to take off the gloves. We've got to take off the kid gloves a little bit with some of these rookies that are coming up. Um, you know, I, I thought Winan should have been able to pitch out of the struggles that he had in Milwaukee because he he had been. You know, uh, Riley got him a, a home run, I believe, it's three nothing. Uh, we were moving my daughter in this weekend to a new place, so I was kind of watching it oh, off fine. and on. And uh, yeah, yeah, let's <laughs> moving is never fun. Um, <laughs> uh, so. So I was watching it at her place, and so I see Riley get the home run, and I'm like, good golly, he is hot, you know? Yeah, he was. um, And so I see that, and then I'm kind of paying attention, and then I see it's three to two, and then I see Wyman's is out of the game, and I'm like, wait a minute, he's already out of the game. So he got a little bit of trouble, and so they took him out. Even though pitch count was still very low, you know, we got to be able to get let these guys pitch out of some of these situations. Mm. Um because that's the only way we're going to determine, I think, how well they're going to pitch down the stretch. Uh, right. Milwaukee's a good team, and some of these kids that have come up have faced some very good teams. Uh, Milwaukee, a good team. Um, you know, they. Uh, I, you know, I know the Cardinal fans around this area hoping Braves would help them out this weekend, and they did. You know, they took two <laughs> out of three. The problem is the Cardinals couldn't beat the Cubs this weekend. Nope. So uh, that was the sad part. But but you got to get let some of these guys pitch out of 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 their troubles. Uh, and if Winans could have, you know, they could have let him stay. You know, he only pitched four and a third. You know, he gets out of trouble. He pitches six innings, then then that's a that's a good thing. Uh, right. So uh, I, I think we got to let these kids grow up a little bit uh, and and not um, you know not go out there and pull them every time they get in trouble. Uh, I think that's uh, where our bullpen is being taxed so much is we have had some of these guys get into trouble and we've gone out and pulled them instead of letting them pitch out of it. I also like the fact that they brought up uh, Daisville Hernandez and he pitched one inning. Uh, yeah, he gets the win. Yeah. 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 And he got and the win. Debut. Yeah, he got the win. He looked super excited, but boy, um, you know, what a what a debut. Um, you know, he was just throwing heat, just mm-hmm. throwing strikes. And, and he looked uh, – he looks really good. Uh, you know, it's, uh, that, if, if he pitches that way, I mean, you know, what more could you ask for from a, right. from a, a guy? So, so yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm glad that he got his chance. And, and uh, it may be one of those, you know, what the Braves are looking for is guys with options. You know, guys that mm-hmm. you, when a Max Freed comes back, that you can send back down and still be okay. Uh, until, you know, the rosters expand, uh, you know, and you can bring up more guys. So right. I think that's what they're looking for. And I think the two trades that they made, uh, those guys have options still. So, uh, you know, I look for it to be a revolving door. Uh, you know, and A.J. Minter, I think, is getting close to coming back. Uh, so Jesse Chavez, not, uh, you know, he's going to – he was transferred to the 60-day uh, IL. So, uh, you know, if you get Chavez back to the playoffs, you know, that's the thing. I think uh, these relievers that are getting this time off pitching wise, hey, get, bring them back to the playoffs and mm-hmm. they're fresh and they're ready to go. That's why, you know, I, I hope that Max Freed and, and especially 
Kyle Wright gets to come back because they're going to have fresh arms. So, uh, and that's going to be important because a guy like Bryce Elder is not used to, you know, it's like Spencer Strider last year. Uh, you knew there was going to be a point where he was probably going to have some kind of slowdown because he had pitched so many innings and he wasn't used to pitching that many innings. Well, you could probably mm-hmm. say the same about Bryce Elder. Uh, you know, he struggled in a couple of starts. Well, guess what? You're going to see him, you're going to see pitchers do that. Uh, but his last start was very good. Uh, he looked like he was back on. So uh, you ask any Hall of Fame pitcher, and they're going to tell you, they're, you know, even guys that win 20 games, they're going to tell you, boy, did I have a stretch of about two or three starts where I wasn't very good, you know. So, uh, and he's had a stretch of a couple of starts where he wasn't. And he got it back together uh, over the weekend. And so, uh, so we'll see. But, um, you know, it, it looks like maybe everything's coming together, at least with the pitching staff. Uh, and, and hopefully, uh, you know, Max will be good and Kyle Wright has not done anything as far as any, any rehab starts go, but hopefully he'll be close to getting it going and, and uh, maybe get him back uh, for the playoffs as well. And I'm not looking ahead. I'm not looking ahead, by the way. You know, we still got, we still got two months of the season, uh, but, (laughs) um, you know, things are looking really good right now. Let's hope it continues that way. But anyway, I want to get to the trades. Uh, that we made here in a little bit, but I do want to mention this and a kind of fun uh, topic. Uh, you mentioned the Bryce Elder game; he pitched really well. Um, well, there was another pitcher that uh, in that game that I was excited, unfortunately excited to see pitch really well. Julio Rod, former yeah. Brave, glad yeah. to see him doing well. Yeah, you know we're going to see him again this weekend too. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, um, so and, and it's ironic that. Uh, you talk about Tehran. One of the things about Julio Tehran was uh, he always had a good pickoff move. And what did mm-hmm. he do? He picked off Ronald Acuna. You know, oh. um, on the night uh, that he, I did not see that. Uh, yeah. So, at second base, nonetheless. So, nice. um, so yeah. Um, you know, Tehran is, has, um, you know, it's good to see, uh, see him having a good year. Milwaukee certainly could use somebody uh, pitching-wise. Uh, but you know, ironically enough, about Milwaukee and about that, about that the Brewers, you know, they traded away Josh Hader, uh, who would have been a great closer for them to San Diego. Uh, got a few few uh, guys in return, and and some of those guys are, are you know some of that you know they, they just played the long game basically instead of playing the short game to mm-hmm. where now uh, you know that that's coming back to help them out. Uh, you know, Josh one of those guys. Yeah, I think so. Josh Hader's one of those guys that um, has been on the – talked about being on the trading block. Right. Um, so, uh, you know, he could be uh, a guy that uh, goes somewhere else. You know, right now, uh, San Diego, you know, Arizona and L.A. have played really well. And, of course, you got San Diego who has not, and you were expecting them to play well. Uh, you know, much like the Cardinals – you know, who had um, – they have not been playing well either, and there's talk of even trading some of their guys too. But, um, you know, the Brewers playing the long game. But, but yeah, Tehran, we're going to see him again this weekend, and, and uh, hopefully um, he can continue his good work against everybody except the Braves. So Another former Brave that I was excited to see pitch, kind of – I mean, he came in in a blowout, but uh, 
Suki Zusant in that first game against yeah. the White Sox, the Braves were yeah. Braves were already up four nothing, and they were going to win that game. But he, uh, he was pretty shut down there for five six innings. Yeah, yeah, he was. He ended up having to play. He himself had to play the long game. He was the long reliever that night. He was the guy <laughs> that you stick in there and say, "Okay, Suki, I, I don't care what happens, just go pitch." You yeah, know, give me. Give me as many as much as you can. I think he threw a hundred pitches that night, if I recall. I think so. So, so yeah, he was just a guy that they, uh, you know, you get those every once in a while. You know, that's um, that's uh, you know, like Ben Heller might be one of those guys. Although Heller's pitched well, by the way. Uh, he so, has, yeah. Uh, Tonka might be a guy that long reliever. You know, see, you, you used to have those guys back many years ago. You don't really have them anymore that have the long relief, but. Uh, you know, you'd have that back several years ago, but um, but yeah, Toussaint, uh, another guy. You know, that's a guy that came up with a lot of promise. Uh, yes. Leo Tehran was not a guy that came up that was mentioned very much in the grand scheme of things in the Braves system, uh, but Toussaint was that guy that, that came up that had a lot of promise that just never really panned out. He was injured, uh, just never really got it going, so it's good to see him going too as well. I uh, I wasn't deep into the minor leagues and the you know the system as I was as I am now back then, so I didn't really follow him. But I knew when he come up, he was treated for Arizona about the same time that uh, Dansby came over to Atlanta. Right, right, right. Yeah, so. um, yeah. Toussaint, you know that again. It, it came at a time really when the Braves were looking for that next starting pitcher. Um, mm-hmm. when they brought him up. Um, he was that guy mentioned in there, you know, like with the likes of Ozzy Albies, Freddie Freeman, you know, those guys, uh, when they were coming up, um, he was mentioned, um, but he was supposed to be the next great starting pitcher and just never panned out. Uh, and it happens that way. Braves have gotten, certainly gotten their fair share, although they've had great luck, um, here, uh, of late. You know, the Cardinals just can't find that next great starting pitcher. And that's all, you know, in their player development. Um, and I think that's what the Braves have done so well lately is their player development. Um, you know, the general manager has done a great job. Alex Anthopoulos has done a great job of finding people. But it all comes in that draft and, and, and who's in charge in that player development. And I think that's mm-hmm. what seems like the Cardinals right now, uh, even though you're looking at, you know, Marmol as being the guy that might be on the chopping block uh, I think you got to look at their general manager and their player development as well. Uh, because if you don't have a pl- good player development person, then who, you know, where are you going wrong? And I think that's where they're going wrong. And that's where the Braves have gone right here uh, for the last several years when even when John Scherholz was there, you know, their scouting department had done a great job of scouting, scouting pitchers. And, and even in the draft, you know, these last few years, look at the guys that have come up and have had immediate impacts when they've come up. Guys like Spencer Strider, um, you know, guys like Bryce Elder, and what, what looks like maybe your Winans and your Smith Shavers and Schusters and Dodds and, and those guys, uh, you know, look at what uh, they they have been able to do. But it all comes in the draft. It all comes in that player development. And, and um, you know, it, it's, it's really been a good thing. And I, I don't think teams pay enough attention to those scouts um, and I think that's where they struggle uh, because it all begins right in the scouting department uh, for where, you know, you get players like the Braves have been able to get over the last few years. Well, I think you're reading my mind because you're leading me into a topic. Um, ah, 
me, me and Kyle have talked about this, but I want to get your opinion. What do you think of what the Braves did in the draft this year? Um, I, I, I didn't think it was too bad, actually. Um, you know, I, I thought their, their, uh, their first pick was really pretty good. Yes, um, I agree. I, I, I didn't have a problem with it when I started looking at, at, um, at, at what they had, what, what they had done. I, I thought it was pretty good. Uh, I didn't think it was too bad. Now, granted, you know, when are you going to see the fruits of these players, the benefits of these players? Uh, you know, you're looking at a couple of years. Uh, mm-hmm. But the way the Braves have been going lately, um, you know, I, I might want to be in that. Although I don't know if I want to be a position player for the Braves right now, other than I might, you know, if I'm a left fielder that can that can hit maybe, because the Braves <laughs> have positions covered right now, you know. Um, right. But – you know, if you were a pitcher, I mean, the fast track for the Braves right now is two years. I think that's mm-hmm. was it Strider, I believe, two years. Yeah, uh, he was, was. I think in the in the twenty draft and at twenty two, the year the twenty twenty two, he's coming up pitching, and mm-hmm. um, I believe Smith Shaver the same way. Uh, so moving up pretty quickly. So um, you know, the pitchers can can get the fast track to the majors pretty quickly. I think. Uh, I think you could probably do that in any organization almost if you've got a, a good live arm um, and maybe you've had Tommy John surgery, who knows? Uh, so, um, but yeah, no, I didn't think they did too bad. Um, so I really, I've, I've probably mentioned this before. I really like Hurston Waldrop as a power pitcher from, uh, yeah. I know he's from Florida, but I'm going to claim he's from uh, Southern yeah. Miss because I'm, I'm a dog. Yeah, man, and you know. hey, and you know, two power pitcher. There's not a lot of – for the Braves, I, when's the last time they really had that power pitcher? Spencer Strider's been in, okay? But but when's mm-hmm. the last time they really had that guy that, that – you know, everybody's in awe of being able to see those guys throw 100 miles an hour, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, but when's the last time other than Strider that the Braves had a guy like that? Can Smith Shulver put it up there that high, didn't he? Or was he? He, he does, but he doesn't – he hasn't had as much hype as some of those other guys, you know, that, that, that other teams, you know, like the Cardinals, it seemed like last year, the last couple of years, every guy that they ran out of the bullpen could throw a hundred miles an hour. Yeah. Jordan, yeah. All those guys. Jordan yeah, Montgomery. Every, yeah. Everybody wants to be that, uh, Aroldis Chapman type, you know, mm-hmm. that can throw, oh, or is it, uh, is it green from, uh, Cincy? It's the other guy that can Hunter throw green? Like that. Yes. Yeah. They yeah. can throw like a hundred and something miles an hour. Everybody wants to be those guys. Nobody wants to be Max Freed, who can still run it up there at ninety five or ninety six, um, mm-hmm. but also has a great off speed. You know, so uh, nobody wants to be those guys. But when's the last time really, truly, the Braves had a guy that could just hum it, throw it up there at a hundred miles an hour? Other than Strider, I'll take Strider out of the mix. Um, oh. So, well, you, you, you I don't know. win. I mean, I don't know. Not a starting pitcher. I mean, you, yeah, you, 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 Kenley Jansen can get it up there. Your Rysel Iglesias can get it up there when he needs to. Um, yeah, but out of the farm system, probably. No, I, yeah. I can't yeah. think of anybody right now. Um, yeah. I, re- I really like this high school pick of Isaiah Drake. Um, yeah, he, re- he, I'm not gonna say he's gonna be a, a Michael Harris type, but he sounds yeah. like a Michael Harris type. Yeah, and see, all these guys that – okay, so take position players uh, that they draft. You know, Braves do have – yeah, Braves have long-term 
um, guys right now. You know, so mm-hmm. so do you really need to take, you know, do you need to really take uh, those guys that are going to be position players? Well, you never know. Injury over the years have certainly, uh, you know, the Braves have been able to, like a Vaughn Grissom, uh, you know, that guy, uh, we're just waiting on, on him, although he might become a guy that's expendable at the trading mm-hmm. deadline just because Orlando Arcia has played really, really well. Uh, so your guy like, um, you know, Vaughn Grissom, he might become expendable, which I hate uh, because I, I like a guy like that. But, you know, we've talked about it in the past. Your Drew Waters, uh, mm-hmm. you know, that guy has, has um, you know, came up through the farm system pretty quickly, and he was going to be the next great thing. Um, Michael Harris surprised everybody out of the blue. Uh, you know, he he had just been, I believe, what, at Rome. Uh, I don't even think he even – did he even make it to Gwinnett? Um, uh, and, no. Yeah. He so went straight, he, I think he went straight from Mississippi to Gwinnett or to Atlanta. Yeah, and, and, and I think Vaughn Grissom the same way, right? I mean, last year – I believe he, so. I think high – um, I think he had just made it, um, uh, you know, had just been up to double A, and all of a sudden now he's up to the to the majors. Gwinnett, the first time he made it to Gwinnett's when they sit him down this year. So, yeah. uh, you know, so if you're a um, – and what they – you know, they have Brandon Shoemate, same thing. You know, uh, so if you're a position player, um, you know, maybe not this draft, but potentially the next draft you start going out because – you know, eventually these position players are going to get old. Uh, right. You know, yes, they have them signed to a long-term deal, but a lot of your position players don't maybe take the path like Michael Harris took, which, you know, two years out of the draft, and you're already playing in the majors. Uh, right. Some of these guys don't make it there that quickly. Uh, so uh, patience with some of these players is, the you know, the best policy uh, right now. So, uh, you never know. And, and you know, it look like RC is, you know, signed for a couple of years. Left field might be the, 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 the thing that, that's needed. Um, so, you know, because Murphy's son, a catcher son for, for you know, long-term. Olsen, uh, Albies, uh, Riley, um, Acuna, and Harris are all signed for long-term deals. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, left field and shortstop are the shortest terms uh, out there. And, you know, those are up in the air, really, to be honest with you. Uh, so, who knows? That's where you might be able to, to get in. But, but um, anyway, drafting, I, I, you know, the last few years, the Braves have done really well drafting. They've kind of been under the radar. But it seems like yeah, all those yeah. guys that have – but it seems like all those guys that have been under the radar are now playing for the Braves. So, uh, so that's a good thing. <laughs> um, two more interesting things. Um... I like uh, Garrett Ballman. He's a six-eight pitcher out of Haggerty, Florida. Yeah. Um, do you know the trivia about this pick for Atlanta? No, tell me. That's the same high school that Vaughn Grissom came out of, and Riley oh. Green came out of. Huh. So that? Th- that right there gets me excited about that because he's coming from an, obviously he's coming from an elite program. Yeah, you know, and that's the other thing too. Uh, having those connections uh, to those type of programs, you know, um, mm-hmm. nowadays it, it seems like, and it's funny because I've, I've been watching, I think because of you, uh, John, I've watched um, the minor <laughs> leagues a whole lot more than what I used to. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, um, you know, keeping up with some of those, but, but having those connections and also just knowing some of the kids that, um, that, that are playing, knowing some of the kids that come through those programs, that's a good thing. Having those connections, you know, to, to know, and, and that's like, let's take John Morant, for instance, you know, mm-hmm. how John Morant was found and got to Murray State University was just, you know, it just so happened that, um, you know, one of the coaches was at somewhere looking at another player, and then he goes into a practice gym just to sit and watch something, and all of a sudden, there's Ja Morant, mm-hmm. okay? There's Ja Morant. And lo and behold, we got to have this guy. We got to have Ja Morant yeah. instead of the guy he came to watch. And Ja Morant spends two years at Murray State, and now he's playing for the Memphis Grizzlies, you know, and making – um, you know, well, making some bad choices, but that's another topic. But making <laughs> millions of dollars, millions mm. of dollars, and that's the kind of things that, that scouts run into. But when you have connections to these big programs, you you know, you have these scouts calling you up, or you have these coaches calling you up and saying, I think you need to come watch this kid. And maybe you're the only one that gets to watch this kid so that you mm-hmm. know, you know, how it is. So uh, it's good to have that in the pipeline. Uh, to be able to to say, hey, who's the next player you got coming up that we can come watch? So. Yep, Co- Coach Nichols was just going to look for a bag of chips and a, or something to eat. Exactly. He was just going to look for a bag of chips, and all of a sudden, John Morant popped out. Holy moly, <laughs> what do you think? You know? So, but, exactly. Yeah, and, that's the way, and that's the way it goes. I mean, that's the mm-hmm. way it is. So, uh, I mean, look at – so look at um, – and I, I've, I've joked about – I've said about this. Max Freed, Lucas Giolito, and then uh, John Flaherty. All were on the same yep. baseball team. All were on yep. the same high school team, okay? All were there. And, of course, you know, in, in years past, if you were in high school and you got drafted, I'm going to the majors. I'm going mm-hmm. to play minor league baseball. I'm not going to college. Nowadays, with all the money that's being made in college, you know, players are going to it's college. A, yeah. Because, because they can make lots of money in college – and, you know, enjoy the college life, you know, hang out. Uh, you know, if you want to do the fraternity thing, you do that. You, you know, you got women there. I mean, it's, it's all, you know, it's just crazy uh, college life. They don't go play uh, in the, you know, minor leagues and then eventually make it to the majors. Uh, so, anyway, it's a good life, but uh, I'm, I'm going to go play to the majors is what I'm going to do. So. Well, as of right now, you mentioned that. As of right now, all but one of the draft picks have signed with Atlanta. So. Yeah, good. Well, that's good. That's good. And, of course, you hold on to their rights anyway. If they come out of high school, you can hang on to their rights. Uh, so, um, but, but that's a good thing. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm glad all of, them, all of them have signed, or most all of them have signed at least. So, there's there's one more that I think could be cool to mention, and then we can, we can switch topics, is um, – the catcher out of Eastern Kentucky. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, he was – so he was at IMGA, or IMG Academy, and I mean, most people know that school for football, but it's just – it's right. all they do is produce athletes. It, right, yeah. You know, prep school for athletes. Um, like I said, you, you hear more about it with football and that, but they're pretty yeah. decent at baseball too. Well, um, Eastern Kentucky – Tennis is one of those uh, that IMG is pretty good at. Yeah. I'll be honest, I, I, I wouldn't know. But I wouldn't Sorry. Be, 
I'm I'm not up on my tennis like I should be, but well, it's, it's yeah, it would be part of that useless information that my wife says that I know <laughs> too much about. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, sorry. <laughs> I know I know John Isner is good, and he's from Georgia. That's about all I want to know about tennis. Yeah, there you go. Talk about a wow. Talk about a, a, a he would have a good fastball boy. Woo. Anyway. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, but in the life of me, that his name is slipping out of my head, but. During COVID, the Eastern Kentucky coach realized, oh, wait, I'm out of catchers. Yeah. So he calls the IMG Academy coach, and the kid is only like 16, 17. But right. he's, he comes up to Eastern Kentucky and yeah. starts for them, and he plays elite um, baseball for them, and now he's yeah. drafted. Yeah. So yeah, not, not bad. Kind of cool. I think – he was the last pick the Braves took, but I think it's kind of a dark dark horse pick to make it to the major leagues in the future. Yeah. Not not in a couple of years, but just in the future, look out for that dark horse, I think. Yeah, 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 I agree. Yeah, yep, yeah, just looking up here on the um, um, on the IMG Academy site, by the way, uh, in Florida. Mm. Um, and um, so uh, the uh, founder of what's IMG Academy in Florida. It's in Bradenton, Florida. It's a guy by the name of Nick Boliteri. Mm-hmm. Um, Nick Boliteri was very instrumental in the tennis world. Uh, as a matter of fact, one prodigy of Nick Boliteri was Andre Agassi. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so he was very instrumental in moving Andre Agassi and through, through the ranks. And, and so uh, he came through IMG, and, and he's been instrumental in many others as well mm-hmm. so yeah yeah so anyway i'm sorry we digress as we normally do that's just the stuff that i know okay wow so, that's yeah well there's yeah. there's something i wouldn't know today so we we all learned from today <laughs> if we can learn something new every day john um, <laughs> exactly. i just know i just know i don't have enough money to afford to go to img academy okay yeah so, exactly i don't think a lot yeah, of us do um, yeah um Tuition, you don't know what tuition is there. It ranges from about forty-five to eighty-nine thousand dollars. Okay. Woo. So, so there you go. Yeah. But but if you were but, a five-star, if you were a five-star quarterback or a five-star defensive player, yes, yes, yes. That, that's there you go. Good. That's uh, that's where that's what that's what it is. I think if you also follow, I think this is right. I'm I'm I'm, I'm I think if you also follow uh, Dick Vitale. Um, on on I follow him on Facebook. I th- believe his grandkids are uh, at some of those IMG academies. Oh wow, uh, really? And yeah, so yeah. Anyway, nice. um, we move on, right? <laughs> we move on. You never know what you're going to get on this podcast. You expect no you expect Braves content, but then you yeah. you get tennis content. Yeah, well, it is <laughs> it is Braves content. It is content because you know the kid went to IMG Academy and we drafted the kid. Mm-hmm. So right. Yeah. It's it, it's around there. You, you don't know. Yeah, it's, we're all it's good. close. Yeah, we're close. <laughs> um, so the Braves are playing around 500 baseball. They're let's see, five. I'm doing math in my head. Five and five, five and yeah. four. Yeah, yeah. I believe. Um, I believe five and maybe five and five in the last ten. So something that neighborhood. Three, five, four. Yeah, five and five. Um, bad games, but apparently not. Yeah. I did terrible. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
Wait, I'm, I got to do my sorry. Two and four. Four. Yeah, the four and five. Sorry. Yeah. So two wins, one against the White Sox, one against the uh, Diamondbacks, and then two against the Brewers. And, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Four and five. But still, yeah. Like yeah. like we mentioned earlier, they haven't lost any ground. They've gained ground, so that's a good yeah. thing. Um. What do you think of the? I mentioned the trades. What What do you think of the trades that the Braves have performed? Um, Taylor well, Hearn. Yep. Is the name Taylor Hearn and, and Pierce Pierce Johnson. Pierce Johnson. Uh, is another one. I, I, um, I know nothing about those guys. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you guys. Well, Pierce Johnson from the Rockies, I believe, is their former closer, uh, if I recall. Um, and of course. You know, the Braves right now uh, dealing with problems out of the bullpen. You know, Nick Anderson still on the on the um, IL. Dylan Lee, boy, you hope we get Dylan Lee back soon. You could use that little lefty coming out. Chavez, oh, yeah. you hope you get back, although um, although both Anderson, Lee, and Chavez, are all three are on the 60-day injured list. Uh, Mentor, Mentor um, is going to have a rehab stint on Tuesday, so hopefully – uh, he will be able to join uh, the team next week. So, you know, looking for a little bit of bullpen help. Uh, and uh, so Johnson has struggled uh, of late, uh, actually struggled early, but it's actually been pitching well of late. Um, 58 strikeouts and 39 innings. And, again, you got to remember he's pitching in Colorado. Uh, yeah. So, uh, so you wonder what kind of numbers he's going to have outside of Colorado. Um, mm-hmm. And he had 13 saves. Um, he began the season as the closer, had 13 saves, uh, but ended up being removed uh, from that in early June, but has pitched better in his last six games, I believe, uh, from what I could understand. So uh, you know how we are with former Rocky closers. I believe Kirby Yates, the other guy that was a former Rocky closer, um, okay. That okay. we end up getting. Yeah. So, uh, so um, although I hope he does not. I hope uh, you know that the, this Johnson doesn't turn out like Kirby. Sometimes Kirby just drives me bananas uh, <laughs> because uh, just take for instance, I believe Friday night was it Friday night that he he had to close the game because uh, Iglesias did not close on Friday night for some reason. Came in and got the first two, struck them out. And then I believe they got the bases loaded, and then he struck the guy out on his third pitch. Uh, he, you know, he's got that uh, fastball, and he's got that split finger, and he throws him a backdoor curveball and strikes him out. And 30 pitches, he's, you know, gotten a save, which is the mm-hmm. first time he's gotten that in a while. So I hope Johnson doesn't do that. Uh, if he can just, you know, pitch and get out, that's, that's what I like. But the other guy um, was um, from uh, Texas. They just got him for cash. Uh, another left-hander out of the bullpen. Uh, he does have minor league options remaining, and I think that's one of the things that uh, the Braves were hoping for, picking up guys that have options. Um, mm-hmm. So, um, and and so he had had a, a, a pretty good minor league run. Uh, it was two and two with a 3.66 ERA and 24 outings for their minor league team in Texas. Uh, so, hopefully. Uh, and Hearn has also made 25 starts. Uh, so, you know, that does give him a little bit uh, of flexibility uh, as well. 
So um, Anthopoulos has, has said he's got a, a great arm, uh, a power arm. Uh, so so we'll see. Uh, they get rid of some pretty good guys, though, uh, some of their top prospects. Oh, um, it's going to break my heart. No, no, I don't think so. Um, um, let's see. Hold on. Let me go back up and find Victor Vodnik. I never could see that. I never could find who they gave away, who they gave yeah, up. Yeah, Victor Vodnik and Tanner Gordon is who they gave up for Johnson. Ooh, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Vod- Vodnik was 3-1, and one, uh, 30 outings, relief outings in Mississippi. Uh, Gordon had split the season at AAA uh, at Gwinnett and Mississippi. Uh, so uh, in 17 games. So they gave up those two, which I believe was their number 10 and number 17 prospect maybe mm-hmm. in the in the minors. So uh, t- anyway, they I gave up you, those two. Can I tell you all a story about Victor? Yeah. So when he was at Rome, um, we, we me and my wife went a lot that year. And yeah. we ended up sitting beside his host family. And they said he was one of the coolest kids ever. Like I, really? I thought that was cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's had some struggles. He's had some arm struggles. He's been injured a lot, but I think this year he finally started to slowly come back. Um, Looks like it. Yeah. Tanner Gordon's always been that type. He's you know he's right there on the cusp of getting to the majors, but yeah. he's just not. He's been behind a lot of people, so I think yeah. you know. Uh, the Rockies will, I think they'll do good out there. I like this. Yeah. I hope they you know perform well for them and good luck. Well, let's say chances are, um, both those guys could be somewhere else. <laughs> so with the yeah. Rockies, you know, you just, you know, the Rockies are just one of those that just never um, seem to get it together, put it together. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they could be somewhere else anyway to begin with. <laughs> So, You're correct. You, know. you never know. It could be back on the Braves in just a, a short period of time, but who knows? But I think the whole key was finding guys that have options, so that way when they do have, you know, your Dylan Lee. Well, Dylan Lee and Nick Dylan Lee's going to be a lot closer to coming back than Nick Anderson is, and shot Jesse Chavez. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know, your hopes is again that maybe by the September run, where you really need some fresh arms coming out of the bullpen, that maybe these guys will be ready to go. So, um, anyway, nothing hurts experience-wise either. You know, you can always use that experience. No. And, and and potentially, um, you know, getting uh, a guy out of Colorado um, who um, has, has pitched uh, in that air up there, hopefully you're going to find that he's going to be a lot better and his ERA is going to go way down just because he's not pitching there anymore. Uh, yeah, I would hope so. Um, I got a, I got a fun question for you. Yeah. You know, we, uh, the Braves have played against two former, uh, Braves this week, or the lately, uh, Halitha Ron and, yeah. um, Tukuku Khan. Yeah. Do you see Anthopolis trading for a former Brave? Um, yeah, I mean, potentially, sure. Um, you know, you never Who know do you what think Alex that former Brave could be. You never know what's going through Alex Anthopoulos' mind, you know. No, you don't. Uh, but I certainly think a pitcher could be. You could potentially trade back for a Tuki Toussaint uh, mm-hmm. because you need that arm out of the bullpen or you need a guy who can make a spot start. I think that's what Taylor Hearn is a guy that could make a spot start. 
Um, you know, I still think right now <coughs> they're looking for somebody that maybe potentially could fill that fifth starting role. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Max Fried's going to be back. Uh, so, you know, you're going to have four guys. But, I, you know, I don't know that Michael Soroka, is that going to be the guy this year uh, that's going to fill that fifth spot? He just doesn't seem to grasp it, taking it by the horns and, and gone with it. So are they looking for somebody else um, that could potentially uh, take the spot start? Uh, because, I, you know, Kyle Wright, I don't know when he's going to be back. So, you know, a guy like Toussaint um, could be could be that guy. Did you have somebody else in mind? Well, I heard a rumor this morning from a local podcast that I like to listen to. Yeah. And they said Adam Duvall. Yeah, I heard that too. Uh, I did hear that. Um, you know, so I, I, well, the Red Sox come to town. That's who he's playing for, right? Right. Yeah. I don't know that my only concern about trading back for Adam Duvall is where's he going to play? Um, are you going to run him out there like we did last year and you're going to run Rosario and Duvall, you know, you're going to run that rotation. Why don't we just put. Why don't we do Rosario and Pilar and not have to worry mm-hmm. about trading trading anybody? But I had heard that rumor, too, back a few weeks ago about Adam Duvall potentially being being that guy that they could get. Um, I like Pilar and I like Rosario just because they don't strike out as much as Duvall does. Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, why don't we just go ahead and, and um, um, you know, make some other trades for other things, I guess, uh, would be – uh, would be my my guess, but anyway, who knows, right? Um, Kevin Gossman. You know, Gossman's having a good good uh, a good <laughs> career, man. He is. Um, he certainly did not pitch that away in Atlanta. No, Many times he did, but he's not pitching the way it is now. So um, I don't know. I mean, yeah, that could be. You, yeah, you never know, right? Is there? I think it's going to be. My- I think it's okay, going to be an sorry. interesting trade. I think it's going to be an interesting trade deadline um, because who and 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 this is going to happen. What this will be? Now, it's we're five days away from the trade deadline. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, what are the Mets going to do? Um, are the Mets going to hang on to their guys? Um, what are the Cardinals going to do? Are the Cardinals going to try to make a run? What are the Yankees going to do? Um, mm-hmm. You know, I think some of these teams, I, you know, what are the Phillies going to do? Uh, are the Phillies going to try to make some moves to get better? Uh, so, I don't know. I think the Braves right now, it's one of those where I believe Alex Anthopoulos is going to make little tweaks like he has um, over the last few years. You make little tweaks because you already have the guys that are there in place. Uh, and I don't know that I want to sell my farm system to get uh, somebody – um, that you're only going to have control of maybe for a year uh, and just a, a rental player, I guess. What are the Padres going to do? You know, mm-hmm. um, Juan Soto's that guy, I believe, coming up that's probably going to get a pretty good-sized contract. <clears throat> so, I mean, what are you going to do? What are you going to do there? I mean, they traded a lot of people to get Juan Soto. Uh, yep. So, what are you going to do? So, I, I think it's going to be interesting to see what teams – what teams do what? What stars get moved? Uh, is Otani going to get traded? I don't. I I don't know if I would 
I just don't know if – I always believed that – I didn't think Alex Rodriguez was worth at the time that $25 million that he got that, that year from Texas. Right. Uh, you know, you could find <coughs> – especially back then, excuse me, you could find five or six guys that could play for the price that you paid for one guy. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Otani – Otani's a little different because you are getting a pitcher and then you are getting a hitter as well. Uh, so right. that's a little different. At least you're getting two two for the price of one. But uh, I just don't know if I want to sell my farm system just to bring in a guy. Um, you know, I, mean, I talked to Mr. seeing that. Yeah, I just seen that. You know, um, something just popped up on my phone that said, you know, will the Mets keep Max Scherzer? You know. Oh yeah, I heard that too. Yeah, I mean, so that's a, you know, that guy, he's making a lot of money uh, over mm-hmm. the next, um, you know, what, eight, nine years, he's making a lot of money. He signed, what, a 10-year, $300 million contract? So, mm-hmm. you know, that's a guy that's making a lot of money. Now, you know, the Phillies have been able to have some team-friendly contracts. You know, Bryce Harper, uh, he's only making like $25 million a year. That's a lot of money, by the way. But, you know, they they've... <laughs> Um, you know, they've averaged that out and, and have been able to say, we're going to give it to you for 10 or 11 years. So, right. you know, do you want to give, I don't, I'm just not into giving, I think, to be honest with you, Major League Baseball shooting himself in the foot by letting these teams give out these 10, $11 million contracts, uh, 10, 11 year contracts, and then you're still paying these guys three or four years after they've retired. Right. You know? So anyway. I, it's it's going to be an interesting trade deadline. That's for sure. I, I know for sure that Braves social media wants Otani because that's all I keep seeing on my Twitter feed is Otani for this, Otani for that. <laughs> but who are and you going to like, – who, yeah, who do you give up for that? Exactly. You, know, the Braves, you go back and you look. The Braves were in the running and had a, had A-Rod signed, by the way, uh, until – Oh, the, wow. The, I didn't know that. Yeah, until the Rangers came in and offered him – a $25 million contract, which was double what the Braves were offering him. Okay. Mm-hmm. They had offered him like 120, I think, 100 and, um, $120, 130000000 million or something like that over, I don't know how long, I don't remember how much it was. Um, and the te- Texas came in and gave him uh, that $25 million contract, you know, mm-hmm. so a year. So, um, you know, trading for Otani means you're going to be giving up. Um, you know, Quite Vaughn Grissom's going to, you know, Vaughn Grissom's going to go. A guy like, uh, you, you know, you may even have to give up Jared Schuster and, and Dylan Dodd. Um, you know, guys like that are going to be the ones that are going. If you had Drew Waters uh, still on the team, that would be a guy mm-hmm. that would go. If you even had going back to Langoliers, that would be a guy that would go. You know, you're going to have to give up five or six top prospects to get. Shohei Otani, and then you're only getting him for a very brief period of time, and then are you going to be able to sign him? Which the contract for Shohei Otani is probably going to be up upwards of five hundred to six hundred million dollars. But right. on the flip side of that, in your marketing, you know you're going to be able to market him to that overseas market, which is going to in turn pay for probably three fourths of the salary that you're going to be paying him anyway to begin with. Um, mm. You know. So if he goes to a team like, let's say he goes to a team like Seattle, um, where you had Ichiro, well, my gosh, I mean, look at the marketing that that Seattle did. Um, you know, Nintendo jumped in there, uh, 
and and you know hooked up with them. You know, you could get that overseas market to make um, a substantial payments to be able to pay for a contract like Shohei Otani. Definitely. Um, I just I don't see the Braves doing that because they don't want to deplete their farm system, and I don't blame them. No, no. I mean, you're giving up. You're, you're essentially almost just saying we're going to give you our entire um, 2023 draft. We're just going to give it to you. Uh, mm-hmm. And if I'm, you know, if I'm the Angels who have been terrible uh, in the draft, who, I mean, who was it last year, year before, all they did was draft pitchers. That's mm-hmm. it. Um, they've been terrible at signing players. You know, you look at Albert Pujols, they signed him to a 10-year deal. They probably got four good years out of it. And then he was hurt the rest. Um, mm-hmm. They also signed uh, a player, I can't remember who it was. It's been so long ago. Uh, but a guy for for Texas that had a really good year, they end up signing him to a, like oh, a deal as uh, yeah. Rent, well, yeah, that's one. That's one guy. Yeah, but they also signed. This was back when Pujols was on the market. They signed oh, okay. those two guys for like mega mega long deals, and they got maybe one year out of the Texas pitcher, and that was about it. So okay, uh, you know. You know, those are the mistakes that are made uh, that I don't think the Braves fall in line with. Uh, so, you know, if you were trying to build yourself a baseball team, how about you model it like some like the Braves have done over the last 20 years? Mm-hmm. So, since, I, since 91. Basically. I think Perry Manasium is going to start to turn things around out there because he is, he is from the Braves organization. Yes, uh, yes. I think he yeah, took some I, things from there. Yeah, and, and, and I don't think and, – and if you're Anaheim right now, who's not playing too bad, if you're mm-hmm. Anaheim right now, do you really want to be the, the team that traded Shohei Otani? I mean, look, let's look at this. <laughs> let's look at this from a historical perspective. Let's mm-hmm. go back all the way to Babe Ruth, okay? Mm-hmm. Boston traded Babe Ruth to the Yankees. Yep. And they were never the same until mm-hmm. – what, 2004, when they finally yeah. won the World Series? Yep. They were never the same. It took them 100 years to win the World Series, and they traded Babe Ruth, who becomes mm-hmm. the all-time home run leader, okay, who becomes a Yankee legend, uh, who, team, who, who teams, you know, wanted a player like Babe Ruth's status, uh, do you want to be that kind of uh, general manager or that kind of owner? You're the guy that traded the likes of a Babe Ruth. Mm-hmm. Do you want to be that guy? I don't think no. so. So no. I don't think he'll get traded, to be honest. Now, if you're a general manager and you're wanting to re- rebuild your farm system, absolutely you trade him because you get yep. all the top prospects. But then again, they call them prospects. They're not guaranteed. They're not guaranteed to be the guys that you think they're going to be. So I just don't think he's going to get traded. Uh, I hope Anaheim make, starts making a run. Uh, I hope if they do make some trades, I hope they make some trades for some guys that can help their team. Right. Yeah. Um, one more, and then I'll uh, close out with. Unless you have something else, close out with the yeah. minor league update. Um, yeah. Kimball to Atlanta. Um, so far out. Yeah, I I just don't think they're going to make a trade in in the division. 
I didn't think uh, so. I just wanted to throw that out there. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I thought of that. I, you're right. I had thought of that a couple of weeks ago as well. Um, and I just don't think they're going to make those trades within the division. Um, I think that would be a struggle. I think the Phillies don't think that they're out of it yet. You know, uh, I think they think they have a, a good shot. And, hey, they played well down the stretch last year enough that they could be thinking, okay, uh, we're going to play this way. Uh, we're going to be ready, ready to go. Uh, so I'm looking up something here. Um, give me just a second because I want to look up um, what the wild card standings are because I still think they're in the wild card standings. Um, so um, hold on, I'm getting there. Sorry, technology is slow. Um, so right now in the wild card, it's the Reds, the Marlins, and the Giants. Okay. Oh wow. That's your that's your wild card teams. Uh, shockingly enough. Uh, I'm surprised it is still the um, the Marlins with the way that they have played because the Phillies have played better. Uh, mm-hmm. So, uh, but the Giants right now are in that uh, next up position because the Giants and the Diamondbacks. And, well, actually, you got the Marlins, the Diamondbacks, and the Giants are all tied record-wise. They're at mm-hmm. 54 and 47. It's a close race because the Reds are only at 55 and 47, okay? Mm-hmm. And see, neither none of these teams have taken the lead in this uh, because, uh, you know, the Reds are 5-5 five and five in their last 10. The Marlins are 2-8. and eight, The Diamondbacks are 2-8. and eight, The Giants are 4-6, and six, and the Phillies are 5-5. Five and five. That's all in their last 10 games, okay? Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, the Cubs, Padres, and Mets are all on the outside looking in right now. Um, mm-hmm. The Cubs are 48-51. and 51. Uh, so, so there's your wild card. So the Phillies still being in the wild card race, and as close as it is, um, you know, I think they feel like they still have a chance. Mm-hmm. To be honest with you, yeah. So I think they they still have a chance. They're only a half a game out, half a game out. Okay, that's it. Um, that's crazy. So, yeah. So you know that you got four teams right now that are right there neck and neck with the Reds record-wise at 55 and 47. Um, mm. And that would, I think, just put them a half a game ahead of the Marlins, Diamondbacks, and the Giants. Okay. Wow. So close wild card race when it comes to the National League right now. Uh, so, again, if you get one of those teams like the Phillies, they could roll off about, you know, we don't want them to, by the way. I'm just okay. trying to say this in jest. If they could roll off four or five wins in a row, they could take over the wild card and be the number one team in the wild card. So, um, you know, in the American League, uh, Tampa Bay um, is uh, right up there at the top. Uh, it's the the Rays, the Astros, and the Blue Jays. You can imagine that. Uh, so, because mm-hmm. um, your divisional leaders over in the American League are the Orioles, the Rangers, and the Twins. So... But the Astros are only two games out of that that um, central with the Rangers and or the Western, excuse me, um, with the um, Rangers. So they're close. They're coming. Um, but the Angels, if you're talking about the Angels and Shohei Otani, they're four and a half right now out of the wild card. So, so anyway, like, they they've still got a shot too. Yeah, when the Astros are playing probably better than anybody, they're seven and three in their last ten. Uh, so they certainly bumped themselves up, and that's why 
they're making a run at the Rangers. Oh, by the way, they're seven and three in their last ten games. So, mm-hmm. yeah, and the Orioles. You know, the divisional leaders right now in the American League. The Orioles are seven and three in their last ten. The Rangers are seven and three in their last ten, and the Twins are eight and two in their last ten games. So, oh wow. So, anyway, there's there it is. So I think the Phillies still being in it. I think you're still going to see them. I think they'll try to make a, a few moves to get themselves to be better. That's what they'll try to do. Um. Well, I've got the minor leagues update, and then we can yeah. close out with whatever yeah. you have to finish yeah. yourself. Uh, this episode of our ramblings. Yeah. Um, yeah. Augusta is. Let's see. They are playing at uh, Charleston, the River Dad, the River Dad, yeah. the River Dogs, um, which yeah. is a Tampa Bay affiliate. Uh, yeah. Augusta is forty-two and forty-seven. Uh, forty-two and forty-seven. Charleston is forty-three. 43 and 47, so they're only a half game up on um, Augusta. Now, I don't know. Right. They, they switch halfway through the season, so the, the first half doesn't count, or it counts, but they change record to see right. if whoever wins this half, um, and right. they do that in the minor leagues. Um, so, I don't know the half record. This sure. My app doesn't show me that. Um, yeah. Rome, uh, Alf, up Last week they won a couple. They lost a couple. They had a couple rainouts. Um, uh, they are playing at Asheville this week, and Rome is forty-two and forty-eight. Asheville is thirty-five and fifty on the season. Asheville yeah. is a Asheville. Is a, right. Um, Mississippi. Um, let's see. They are at, at home against Pensacola. Pensacola is 53, 53 and 36. Mississippi is yep. 41 and 47. So, um, but Mississippi's been playing ball, great ball, uh, of late. So I think they're on the yeah, up tough up. one against, well, Pensacola seven and three in their last 10. So, you know, that's, uh, it's going to be a, a, a tough one coming up. They have a lot of good prospects. I mean, like, they're the Marlins affiliate. The Marlins are loaded yeah. down there. Yeah. yeah. Um, looking at Gwinnett, they, they're they one of the worst. They are the – I would say but they, they're being depleted by the major leagues this year with pitching, so I get it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Record-wise, they're, they're the worst of the Braves affiliates. Well, I, I take that back. They're 42-63 and 63 this season. And they are yeah. on the road at Jacksonville. Game behind Jacksonville, but, um, the Jumbo Shrimp. They're 43, 43 and fifty-two. So it's also a Marlins affiliate. Yes, it is. Yep. So um, yep. six and four is kind of their right. last ten, though. So. Yeah, we'll take that. Yeah. So there's yeah. a there's a minor league update. Um, Jeremy, you got anything else to add before we jump out of here? No, I'm good, man. Ramblings. We uh, we have um, we have surpassed our time uh, of rambling. I guess right. And I, I think the fans have come to enjoy our ramblings. It's right. They have. <laughs> At least I hope so. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Well. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, guys, thanks for listening to us. 
thanks for listening to our ramblings. We really appreciate it. Um, if you want to follow us on social media, you can. Uh, the show is at Ethos Braves. Uh, I am on Twitter at F3 Motley Crew. And Kyle is at KHAC15. I hope I got that right. Yep. Um, Jeremy and I are both on Facebook. Um, John Robert McKay. Jeremy? I'm just Jeremy Bell. Awesome. And you can follow the podcast anywhere you listen. Spotify, iTunes, uh, Stitcher, wherever. Other platforms that I have no clue about. Um, and that's all. About all. So, guys, thanks for listening. And as always, go brave. Go brave. <laughs>